Welcome to Have Hope, We'll Travel. When we travel, we get to know people who are different than we are. We hear different perspectives, and we better understand others' stories. We learn to stand with people instead of just having opinions on issues. I'm your host, Katie Axelson, and before I can bring in today's guest, I need to put a content warning on this episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about abuse, especially sexual abuse, and we're going to talk about cults. We're chatting with one of my new friends, Michelle Saunders-Gutch. Michelle and I met through a podcasting group that we are both part of. She's the founder of Altered Stories Ministries. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a childhood cult survivor. She's an overcomer, and she's a storytelling consultant. So, Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, I am so glad that you are here. You gave me a little bit of a teaser before we hit record, and you said that your name has a story, and now I'm curious about that. So let's start there. Okay. Well, just so you know, um, because I have a hyphenated last name, and my first name is very challenging for some to spell, the different uh, spelling of Michelle, and Michelle comes from a French deviation, And when my mom named me Michelle, that was kind of the Americanized way of the female way to spell it. Mm. But I was married previously. And at that time, I was Michelle Saunders. And then when I met and married my husband, now uh, his last name was Gutch. Well, I had a daughter from my previous marriage, and her last name was Saunders, and my husband could not adopt her my new Mm. husband so what I was trying to do was to keep her name included Mm -hmm. you know her last name included in my name so that it would be easy for people to affiliate us sure the other thing is my brother-in-law married a Michelle Mm. and she was Michelle Getch oh sure my former husband's wife's name is Michelle and she was Michelle Saunders (laughs) and so I really had nowhere to go sure I couldn't be a Michelle Gutch and I couldn't be a Michelle Saunders anymore so Uh it just worked out to just add the short hyphenated last name which is now Michelle Saunders Gutch and that's my story wow (laughs) that it's so wild that he ended up marrying two Michelles and you have a sister-in-law, Michelle. It's crazy. Yes, absolutely. Wow. wow. It was crazy. And, you know, my daughter, stepmother named Michelle, and then sure. her mom. I mean, it all worked out, but right. yes, it wow. is crazy. I can imagine that's confusing. Yes, it, <laughs> it can be. Wow. So let's share a little bit more about your story. Obviously, we got kind of the the high level there of how you ended up with the name that you've got, but let's hear a little bit more about what it does look like to be an overcomer. Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, You know, I grew up in a military family and my mother was um, not a born again Christian um, until the age, I was the age of five and she became a Christian through the Billy Graham crusade. Mm. And at that point in time, my dad, uh, he was not interested in Christianity at all. And so my mother was out there trying to find ways to, you know, grow in her um, Christianity and then also provide 
um, a way for us kids to be able to grow in our faith too. Mm -hmm. Long story short, um, my mother became friends uh, with some very wonderful people who introduced her to a home group church. And my mother um, was very um, open uh, to, you know, learning new things uh, about her faith and was really honestly quite naive. And mm. so she started attending this um, home group church. And unfortunately, what transpired was um, a very uh, controlling, there was a very controlling leader who really got mentally off. He got mm. way off the beaten path. I mean, he had already had issues in the church, but it, it was um, to the point of where he was dictating to parents how to discipline their kids. He was also stepping in and setting um, his, you know, agenda. And it was almost like he was preying on vulnerability because wow. many of those that came into the group, you know, they had come from broken backgrounds or, you know, they were really wanting to serve the Lord and they were baby Christians and quite mm -hmm. honestly, weren't super versed in, you know, denominations and how to, you know, really look at, you know, the, the leader mm -hmm. per se, or, you know, really do some research or understanding. Well, okay. so um, I started attending this with my mom mm -hmm. and my siblings and I, this group church, and I was at the age of, at that point in time, probably seven. And the um, group continued to grow and progress. And my, my dad left uh, to go overseas. My mom and dad agreed that she would stay in the States. And she moved close to where this home group church was um, at that point. Um, she had the ability to do that because she did not want to move with my dad because that's uh -huh. the agreement that they had at that time. Yeah. My dad was not aware of this um, group, really okay. all the ins and outs and everything. So long story, as I shared, this man became super controlling, mm. abusive, um, to the point of here, he was involved in some, what I would consider physical abuse, definitely emotional abuse, spiritual abuse. And it got to the point of where there was sexual abuse. Wow. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I was one of the abused. Okay. And this resulted in a lot of brokenness as a result of the trauma having been in it from the age of seven to the age of 12. Yeah. And through that um, recovery, um, after coming out of that, there was a decision made because mm -hmm. this man sent one of the former group members went to the Billings Gazette and they shared their story and it came out in the media. Yeah. Wow. And it's 
blew everything up. Sure. And that is when, you know, my parents came to a crossroads and my dad was overseas serving in Germany and came mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is they made the choice, my mom, to leave this group because the uh, leader was really wanting my dad to join in and he was not into any of yeah. what this was all about. And sure. so my, my mom left the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but through the years, I carried that. I didn't really understand the impact that that had. Yeah. And it wasn't until I had a breakdown in my early 40s um, as a result of just other things um, and stress and just never really dealing with the trauma mm-hmm. and really not even knowing that I had been uh, sexually abused. I mean, that, sure. it, it, I mean it, the way that the whole thing came out, yeah. um, there, even my counselor said that I was seeing at that time, you know, you've been abused sexually too. And wow. so there was a lot of stuff that I had to process and sure. I wasn't, wasn't sure how to tell my story. I didn't know mm-hmm. how to break free. I was afraid if I told a counselor at school, you know, what was going on that I would be taken from my mom. My brother had already left home and my parents pretty much lost custody of him. Mm. And I was just very concerned about all the outcome. And I didn't know if anybody would understand it. And so, you know, it took a lot for me Mm -hmm. to have to come forward and share what I went through. But I was at that point where I had the right person that was willing to listen Mm -hmm. and to help Mm -hmm. me through um, as I explained what I went through. And, And then I discovered too, that after I went through that um, storytelling process, it really freed me up. It really helped mm-hmm. me. Um, there was so much I saw that came out of that. Yeah. And then I was able to start the healing process with the relationships within my family that were broken as a result of what we had gone through. Mm-hmm. And also I was able to um, go through what I needed to to be able to help other women who needed to hear my story. And yeah. I started getting involved in women's ministries, um, women's ministry, and then also going out and sharing my story some within small groups and, yeah. you know, began the process of what I would consider healing. Because when you go through the healing piece of your story, you have to tell it. And mm. there's a lot there, whether you're telling it, you know, with someone you trust highly or your yeah. counselor, or you're telling it, you know, to your spouse mm. or whatever, there's a need. So anyway, as I saw what that yeah. did to me and the blessing that came out of it for me and for the, the women that heard my story, I started the vision that I had of giving women a voice and a platform for altered stories ministry, um, which is what we do now is helping women share their God stories. So women around the world can hear them. Uh, We have a Christian, you know, focus 
It is the redemption, all those things. And the bottom line is, as a result of what I went through, I had such a disdain for Christianity. I had such anger. I was very mean, really mean, because I wanted to hurt others. Um, and I had a difficult time with trust. I had a difficult time with really getting close to people. I had a hard relationship with my mom. I mean, all these things transpired and I became so closed off emotionally. You know, I just, it was almost like I couldn't feel. And so it was necessary to actually go through the process that I went through. And then God started redeeming my story and started bringing, bringing me back to where I could see his love for me and that not all Christians were like this group of unhealthy, you know, this unhealthy people and this leader. And so that made a huge difference in being able to propel me forward in my life so that I could, you know, fulfill my calling. And that is my story at a very high level. I've been out on 35 different podcasts sharing um, different versions, different ways to communicate it. But I'm hoping that um, it's clear for your listeners and they can have a better understanding of kind of who I am and what brought me to my ministry. Your story is really powerful. Thank you for trusting us with it. You said in there that you were finally able to identify the right person to share your story with. How did you identify who that person would be? Like what, what helped you know that they would be safe? You know, I think it was the trust that I gained having gone through some counseling already with this counselor Mm -hmm. and being a Christian counselor and, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that she worked with me and how we worked together, because I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. and I was a nervous Nelly and, you know, was having a really hard time managing yeah. stress yeah. in my life. And my husband and I had relocated and I needed, um, someone that could help me, um, deal with kind of some of the stress in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think as a result of that, that was orchestrated by God. Mm -hmm. And I was able to talk with this uh, counselor and, you know, I think she just had the skills um, and, you know, I, I had a trust, you know, in her, you know, so I think that made a huge difference. Yeah. Why does it matter sharing our stories? You know, I asked my guests on my podcast, I had all the time, Katie, it's such a good question. It is so important to share your story because what it does is it brings an understanding of who you are to others who hear it. Mm. There's a clarity that comes from that. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, I think when God comes into your story, redeems you, and there's, you know, a change or transformation I think it's important as a believer, as a Christian, to share with others as a testimony of who he is from evangelistic standpoint, strengthening others' faith and also helping those that may listen who are struggling mm-hmm. and need to hear 
um, what you're sharing. And so I really think storytelling is everyone has a story mm. and we all need to share it. We do all have stories. And I think learning and figuring out how to share it is one of the biggest challenges that we face. Do you have any advice for knowing how to share our story in a way that's still like honoring and respectful, even though the people may have been dishonoring to us? You know, I just think everyone that is going to share their story that has a, a hard story, a trauma story, or just a mm -hmm. story of, you know, domestic violence or abuse or, you know, trauma, uh, rape, you know, anything that's very private, very personal, very hard, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. to, to, to share. I think you first need to really pray about what you're doing and how you're approaching it yeah. and ask God to bring the right people to you for being able to share it. I definitely think journaling and writing your story down is really important. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I did that for a long time. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of healing um, that ha happens when you do that, but I just think you have to really be careful about the timing of it and realize that not everybody's going to receive your story. It is a gift mm. to others and it is um, very personal and yeah. some people may not be moved by it. Some people may not care about it, mm -hmm. you know, so you have to be understanding of that too. Yeah. Not everybody's going to really dig it. You know right. what I mean? Or yeah. I think, I think you have to just also be careful because I've known women who shared their story with someone and they've taken it and turned it on them. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be very careful yeah. who you do share it with and mm -hmm. for protection of those that are in it, you need to maybe make sure that they're aware that you're sharing it if it's going to affect them if mm. I would not bring certain locations names yeah. things like that and make sure it's well researched make sure that what you're sharing can people can you know say okay you know that is credible you, mm. you need to really make sure your story and sure. when you're talking about dates and locations yeah. and what transpired and things like that yep. that it it can it can be credible you yeah. know it's credible not sensationalized it's and that people know the heart of why you're sharing it you need to yeah. make sure that's clear too mm -hmm. so others you know understand your intentions yeah some people don't have the right intentions yeah that is very true You've talked a lot about redemption. What does redemption look like for your own story? Redemption for my story is going from not really wanting to be around Christians, not really wanting anything to do with Christianity, um, just not believing that God has your back or mm. had my back to where he's taken me and showing me that the body of Christ, what it's for, the healthiness of the body of Christ, mm -hmm. those are 
you know, truly Christians and, you know, what a healthy leader looks like, a healthy, yeah. you know, pastor, um, mm-hmm. people, you know, in your Bible studies or in your churches or, you know, just the whole redemption of not wanting anything to do with Christianity to today being a member of a church, you know, having led women's Bible studies, working for faith-based nonprofits, having my own Mm -hmm. faith-based nonprofit, having a deeper relationship with Jesus and, you know, believing I'm loved and I'm Mm -hmm. a child of God that um, is worthy and, Mm -hmm. you know, and no anger. I used to have a lot of anger. Yeah. I don't have that anger um, like I had it before. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's always impressive. And I'm curious, like, how did you get to that point? Um, You know, I got to that point just from first and foremost, pulling up my bootstraps Mm -hmm. and doing the hard work to try to get through all of my brokenness Mm. and it is hard work the journaling the counseling the sharing Mm -hmm. the um writing like I said the journaling you know the frustration um going into the gym and Mm -hmm. getting you know the kind of exercise you know that I needed to you know, work out, you know, some of that too, putting my anger and channeling it in positive ways, like my career and my motherhood and, you know, repairing relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. that I needed to in my own family. Um, because my mom and I, before she passed, thankfully she knew what I was doing with altered stories ministry. She knew, uh, we had come to a point of where we could you know, embrace one another without, you know, her being shame, full of shame mm-hmm. and guilt for what happened and me being full of anger, you yeah. know, and angry with my dad and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So God redeemed and restored a lot wow. in terms of relationally. And then of course he brought just such joy in my life and Mm -hmm. you know from the trauma you know and everything he he just brought the right people to me to show me God's love and the patience and the right leaders to mentor me and women and -hmm. God just knows the right people that are going to come across your path and are going to you know make a difference in your life Mm -hmm. And so I think that to me is what redemption is. Yeah. What is Altered Stories Ministries? Well, we are a faith-based nonprofit and we are focused on women uh, and helping them tell their God stories. And we provide a platform for them to do that when they're ready. Mm. But we are an evangelistic storytelling ministry that helps Christian women, you know, through the process of writing their God story, telling their God story, and sharing their God story. Mm. 
so what is it like a podcast or is it a community how does it work like practically um well practically the platform is the podcast we we provide blogs and then i for a service our services for the women that want to tell their god stories it is you know helping them write them and tell them so there's this coaching component that goes on and you know we're doing some lunch and learns and workshops and yeah you know at some point we're gonna get a book written Mm -hmm. um a devotional book that will give women the ability to go to each one of the podcasts and then journal and write from each story that they choose you know in the in the devotional journal sure and so really we're starting to really grow a little, but mm-hmm. we are a startup nonprofit. I mean, we've been around for three years, okay. almost four. Oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. Where can we find it online? Um, you can go to www.alteredstories.org. Okay. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, we have the Altered Story Show out there. You know, we have a social media presence. We've been out there for a while. We've been featured in a couple local women's magazines and, um, you know, just starting to get out there and, you know, share why it's so important to, you know, tell your story, those Mm -hmm. things that are necessary with some small groups and, you know, women's groups. So we're just kind of, doing what we need to do but we've shared now almost 90 episodes and each woman gets her own uh, episode page with show notes and links and then also we have listeners now in 55 countries wow that's awesome yeah it's cool that's so cool based on your experiences what's something that you wish everyone knew Oh, geez, that is a great question. (laughs) And I thank you for letting me have it, Katie, before, you know, we talked. I used to just spring it on people. It was really fun that way too. I, I just think my wish for everyone is that they know how deeply God loves them, Mm, no matter what. Yeah. My wish for everyone is that you walk fully in your full potential, your calling that you Mm -hmm. have mental strength and that you can really know that with God, you can do anything that you desire Mm -hmm. with, you know, with his help, with his support, if it's difficult mountains, that you have to climb and go through, God is there. So letting the others know that God has their back and he's right there with them yeah. through trials, tribulations. And we're not all perfect. We're not, mm. we're just not. We're, we all have our stories. Yeah. And we all have challenges and, mm-hmm. and brokenness that we have to overcome. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I can tell you put thought into it and I appreciate it. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. And I asked these kind of in-depth questions and with my guests and I just think they're important. They're Mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. 
super important. And it's, that's when you really get to know somebody. It's when you're like, okay, what do you want me to know or everyone to know? And you share a little bit deeper that way. Yeah, we have to, Mm -hmm. we have to get to know people. I think we have a hard time sometimes taking the time to do it. Yeah, for sure. Which by the way, I'm going to make a shameless plug right here in the middle of the episode. I have a resource for people to get conversations started. If you're having a hard time getting to know people, you can find it at katieaxelson.com. That sounds like a great resource. (laughs) Thanks. Michelle, this is not a question I prepped you for, I don't think. Would you be willing to pray for us? I would love that. I've done that on a couple of my episodes. So thank you for the great honors. So Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, we thank you for the blessing of this um, time with Katie and this podcast. And Lord, I lift up each and every person that is listening today to what I've shared. And I just ask a special blessing over what uh, they are hearing. And Lord, please minister to each person individually and let them know that you're there. May they feel your presence, Lord, as they listen to this podcast. And Lord, if they're struggling, will you bring the right people that need to be in their lives to help them go through difficult, uh, you know, just difficult uh, healing. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes people are just paralyzed and they're not sure. They're just not sure. So I just pray for each and every person. And if they are in need of healing and restoration and redemption, God, that you would bring the right people to them or have them reach out to me too. And I just, pray a special blessing over Katie and what she's doing in this podcast work. And then also, Lord, I just pray that um, we all would really um, seek you in the struggle because the Mm -hmm. struggles are real. And Lord, may we get to know your word more and may we uh, reach out to one another and love one another to Lord and help each other as we should and open eyes to any deception or any uh, leaders, Lord, that may not be healthy for these folks that are listening today. Um, give them discernment. We just ask all these things in your masculine name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love getting to hear people pray because I feel like it shares a lot about like who they are and what their heart is. So thank you for being willing to do that for us. Yeah, it does. I think some people struggle with that. Um, But I have done that, like I've said, on a couple of podcasts. And um, I really believe we should do that. I love it that you're doing that. I think it's awesome. I kind of let Holy Spirit decide if I'm going to ask each show or not. I mean, we kind of yeah. just go from there, depending on how the conversation's going. And then sometimes people aren't comfortable with it. Um, and so making sure that they know that they don't have to, if they don't want to. Yeah, I understand. It's like, yeah. you know, if you're in your community group or small group or whatever, some people just, they don't want to pray out loud. Right. Some people right. don't. Yeah. So it's always interesting to me. Yes. So one question that we like to end the show with is what's something that you've learned recently? 
Oh, geez, that's another big loaded question. So I think one of the things I've learned recently is how to rest in, mm. in God's timing. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, I'm like not a patient person mm -hmm. and I like to get everything done. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm a type A kind of person. And I think just trusting God, letting go and let God and know if you're doing everything you can, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and things just aren't happening in your timing. You just have to trust that God's timing is perfect. Mm. And that's really hard because you want to control and drive and do all those things. And for some reason, God just tells me it's me leading, not mm. you. Mm. What a concept, right? One that we're all struggling to learn all the time. Yes, absolutely. And the sooner we learn it, the better we will be. Yes. Michelle, thank you so much for your time today, for trusting us with your story and for encouraging us to be able to share our own. This has meant a lot to me and I hope that it was beneficial to you as well. Yes, Katie. Anytime I can come on and encourage others <clears throat> and excuse me with my voice a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always enjoy talking. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I hope you love getting to hear Michelle's story. Be sure to connect with her at alteredstories.org. I would love to connect with you as well at katieaxelson.com. Did you know that we have a free resource to help you start better conversations with those in your world? You can find it at katieaxelson.com slash conversation hyphen starters. Seven different ways you can start conversations so you can get to know people without having to listen to the podcast. I mean, I like that you listen to the podcast. In fact, I would appreciate it if you hit follow or subscribe or whatever word your app allows you to do on this podcast so that you don't miss the next episode coming out two weeks from today. Well, two weeks from today, if you're listening on the day this one's released, you know, the Monday after Christmas, if you're not listening to it the day that it was released, shame on you. Just kidding. No shame. No shame here. Just grace and love. Because that's what you are, my friend. You are loved. You are seen. You are known. You matter. Your story matters. And I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.